Hey, everybody, welcome back to the No Disclosure Podcast. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's going on in the world, and base like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things are in, No Disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it, do what we do best, and have a little fun, yes? Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. And let's begin. So how is everybody doing? I am fancy. I hope you're fancy too, damn it. Now listen, I'm sorry about the uh, previous recording. Uh, I had the air conditioner going. Forgot to turn it off. That and everybody's, you know, running around. I had to do it while everybody was home. But, you know, I want to be a source of inspiration here. Okay. (laughs) I want to be a source of inspiration. No matter what you have going on, if you want to do a podcast, go ahead. You know, just just do it. Don't like don't tell yourself. Don't not do it because, oh, you have uh, multiple people at home or because, you know, you can't turn the AC off or because there's a garbage truck beeping outside. I hear you, fucker. Just do it. You know, just do it. If you build it, they will ejaculate. So we're looking at our first article. (laughs) Screenshot media. Fans launch a petition to replace Amber Heard with Blake Lively. In Aquaman 2. Fucking, I hate this chair. Did you hear it fucking squeaking? So yeah, fans launch a petition to replace Amber Heard with Blake Lively in Aquaman 2. Something I am not objecting to. She's a great actress. Though Warner Brothers is yet to speak on Amber Heard's controversial appearance of Aquaman in the Lost Kingongandom, the uncertainty hasn't stopped fans from manifesting her removal from the sequel. Change.org is up to 4.3 million signatures. It seems like every time I check on it, there's another million. Johnny Depp fans are now searching for the next Queen Mira to replace the actress in question. This isn't a big deal, honestly. Because, you know, Blake Lively even looks like she could fit into the suit. One name has popped up, and yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones star Amelia Clark is one of them, actually. That was one of the names that came up. Portraying... On all eight seasons of the groundbreaking series, uh, Confession Time, that I have not watched one episode of, it's true, fans have recommended Clark did her on-screen chemistry with Jason Momoa, who played Cal Drago on the show. The fact that Heard's agent has testified the actress's role in Aquaman, Aquaman 2 was reduced because the lack of chemistry between her and other human beings. I mean, Jason, the lack of chemistry further fuels this discourse. Hell, people have even reimagined the stars Queen Mira in fan art, and it's awesome. Dakota Johnson, Deborah Ann Wall, Sophie Turner, they're all fan favorites for the role. Top contender, though, is Blake Lively. Once again... The artwork proving just how easily she could slip into the role of Mira. It's, uh, it can't be missed out on. Pretty awesome. Change.org petition addressed to Warner Brothers justifies the preferences for Lively as after the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, all the negative energy around the latest since Blake Lively is a much more likable actor. A fucking cardboard cutout of Oprah Winfrey's ass is more likable than Amber Heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn. Have you ever seen how she treats her staff? I mean, it just videos of her in general. 
She's a, 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 she's just a really shit person. <laughs> she's terrible. She's a fucking monster ever. I wasn't there when uh, her and Johnny were in their most intimate moments. I was outside looking in the window. So I know. Okay? I know. Now, a lot of people are going to ask for proof. That's for my own fat, uh, personal use. So I'm not going to turn that in. You know, Amber Heard's going to get what's coming to her anyway. So... <laughs> I think it's great. Um, yeah, Blake Lively. Now, Blake, don't get a big head about this. I mean, you are awesome. You could definitely fill out portions of that suit pretty well. And you're a great actress. But, like I said, don't get a big head. Because, uh, you know, fucking... We would take anybody over Amber Heard in this role at this point. Dave Grohl could put on the fucking suit, not even bother to shave and play the, you know, uh, underwater queen princess, whatever she is, and we'll be okay with it. You know, Keanu Reeves could do it. I, I don't give a shit. Get Guy Fieri in there. We will be happier with him. So, Blake, like I said, don't get a big head. <laughs> but no, I'm sure he won't. You see, she seems to be a very uh, down-to-earth, kind of likable person. Again, I don't know Blake Lively behind closed doors. All I know is uh, what I see through my binoculars. So this is from uh, Fox News. <laughs> Ohio deputy encounters a drunk Amish guy slumped over in his buggy. And moving, the buggy's moving, by the way. Very important piece of information. The horse knows how to get home. <laughs> yes. Ohio officers responded to 911 call stating that a buggy was all over the road and found a drunk Amish guy passed out as the horse pulled him along. I'm not going to give uh, people shit for their religious beliefs or what have you. Uh, you could draw your you know, own conclusions about the Amish. I'm not going to get into that. Even though I do have them. I do have them. But that no disclosure is not the place for that. I'm just reporting the weirdness. Now, Ashtabula Sheriff's Deputy Mike Talbert attempted to stop the buggy at around 2.43 a.m. in Orwell, Ohio, but was unsuccessful and told other officers that the driver of the horse and buggy looked like he was asleep. There's a Bud Light can sitting in there, and he's passed clean the fuck out. We got a drunk Amish guy passed out in a buggy. That's moving. He just turned eastbound on Bogue, and I yelled at the guy when he rode by. Quote, Talbert said, quote, there is a Bud Light can sitting in the dang damn buggy and i hit the side of the buggy and hollered at the guy he's passed out completely gone <laughs> police responded to the 911 calls <laughs> from people who claimed the buggy was all over the road hey at least he has the slow moving vehicle sign on the back of it right after pursuing the horse and buggy at low speed chase the deputy eventually blocked the buggy with his car but the buggy hit the cruiser <laughs> the person operating the horse and buggy was identified as nathan miller who took a breathalyzer and registered, uh, registered a .063, according to the police. He was arrested and charged with operating a vehicle, operating a vehicle under the influence. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you want to live outside society and all kinds of stuff like that, you got to—I'm just saying, like, I'm not knocking you for your religious beliefs. I, I'm not. I'm not that section of it. But I will say this. If you want to consider what you call the English— uh, sinful and, you know, just the, the new Sodom here, right? The new Gomorrah. You want nothing to do with it. If we're so immoral, why do you keep using our shit? <laughs> right? I see you guys shopping at our stores, driving our cars, using our phones, right? Drinking our beer, apparently. Yeah, we're real fucking evil. You guys do the same shit we do. It's just that you guys are more hidden about it. I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I, I lived in Iowa for 10 years, okay? 
And I always just thought it was strange that, I mean, there are some ordnungs out there that are very, very old school. I mean, they won't even, they won't even buy shoes from you know, another establishment. And there are some that drive cars and buy shit at Walmart. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, maybe it was a, a looser uh, sect, you know, that he was in. Could have been. But you do the crime, you do the crime and the time, time crime. You're still driving under the influence, boy. You know, and you're one horsepower vehicle. Still a vehicle. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fun. The Amish guy. Fucking drunk as shit. <laughs> And he said to the cop too. He said to the he said to the cop, "The horse knows how to get home." I'm sure he does. <laughs> That's funny though. The horse knows how to get home, man. So that means, by his logic, does that mean you could get drunk in a Tesla? Well, the car knows how to get home, dude. <laughs> this is from NewYorkTimes.com. Yeah, I think this is our first article from the New York Times. She was told surgery would cost about thirteen hundred dollars. Then the bill comes. 229000 Holy piss! What did she have done? The Colorado Supreme Court ruled that Lisa French had never agreed to pay the full price when she signed service agreements with a hospital. When, when Lisa Melody French needed back surgery after a car accident, welcome to fucking America. Yeah, they tell you one thing, the bill is like, hundred times that she went to a hospital near her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead serious too. Mile and a half ambulance ride. Huh? 280 bucks. Reviewed her insurance information and told her she would be personally responsible for paying about $1,300. But after the surgery, the hospital claimed it had misread her insurance card. Well, that's on them, man. You know, that should be on them. It's their fucking mistake. She was in fact an out of network patient. As a result, Centura Health, which operated the hospital, billed her $229,000. Holy fuck. When she didn't pay, hospital sued her. I was scared about it, she says. She's a clerk at a trucking company. She eventually filed for bankruptcy. I didn't understand because I kind of relied on the hospital and my insurance company to work out what I needed to pay. Yeah, you did rely on them. Uh, I sense a lawsuit here. Uh, she would have to pay, on, you know, not on their end, on your end. Uh, it said she would only have to pay seven sixty six. Apparently, reflecting the remainder of her balance as previously determined by a jury. So that's good. They went and reexamined it, saw that the hospital really wasn't doing their fucking job or doing it right anyway. So they adjusted the amount. That is cool. Service agreements are unambiguous, and French's agreement to pay all charges could only mean the predetermined rate sensed by insurers. Yeah, I, I agree. Wow, that's a hell of a bill. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, America's healthcare system sucks. And if you don't believe that it does, I remember at one point and think about what you think, what you want about this guy. I'm not a huge fan of him, but he did something really interesting. One time, Michael Moore, the filmmaker, I know you're getting out your torches and pitchforks right now, loading up your AR 15 that you keep under your bed, but hear me out. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of Michael Moore, okay? I don't agree with every fucking thing he says. But he did something very interesting once in order to prove how much the American healthcare system is bullshit, which we all know it is. We don't need Michael Moore for that, but just saying. He took a bunch of 9-11 survivors, people who have various breathing ailments now, cancers, uh, you know, COPD, all kinds of shit like that. Their medication was in the thousands, in the fucking thousands. What did he do? Puts them on a boat, goes to Cuba. Cuba. And their medicine is like four or five bucks. Not shitting you. Same stuff, four, five, six bucks. 
Cuban government found out about this, and they said any 9-11 survivor, if you're listening to this, this is this is a thing. This is true. This was a few years ago. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but I think they said this just to piss off America, you know, and say, you guys are a bunch of assholes. Uh, any 9-11 survivor can go to Cuba to get their medication for dollars. That's it. Pretty, uh, pretty awesome. I think they did that just to piss off our government, <laughs> but that's how much our healthcare system is bullshit. It's uh, it's sad. It's sickening. This woman had back surgery, two hundred something thousand dollars. Damn, man, shit. I wanna, I why don't? Yeah, I wish you could request this from hospitals. I want an itemized, down to the fucking lunch that the ambulance guys had. I want an itemized sheet of exactly where all this money is going. And the, you know, I've I've asked a hospital that that before, and they gave me this fucking look like I had antlers growing out of my butthole. This is from LedgerInquirer.com. What is the headline? I don't see a headline. Here we go. Couple took two-week-old deer to Walmart for dog food, and then came trouble. Oh. <laughs> so a couple took a week-old deer to Walmart for dog food, for some reason, and then came the weirdness? I'd like to know what the weirdness is, if this is how the story started. <laughs> okay, Wow. Georgia wildlife officials cited a couple for illegally having a one-week-old deer fawn as a pet after they were spotted with the animal in the dog food aisle of a Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> did this make it onto people of Walmart? It did, didn't it? Walmart employees contacted the Georgia Department of Natural Resources on May 18th after seeing the couple in the store. The man pushing a shopping kizart and the woman holding the tiny baby deer. Oh, he's a sweet baby. I see a picture of him. Oh, I wanted to give him kisses. <laughs> anyway, sorry. A first-class game warden. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Saxon Campbell is a first-class game warden with the Depar Georgia Department of Natural Resources. The Walmart is located in Grovetown, about 134 miles east of Atlanta. Who the fuck is Saxon Campbell? Woman holding the tiny deer. Oh, she, the person with the deer is a first-class game warden. Well, there you go. Leave them the fuck alone. Why they're in the dog food aisle? Don't know. But let's hear about the trouble, or whatever the weirdness was, if this isn't it. It better be good. Now, by the time wildlife officials arrived on the scene, the couple left. But officers reviewed security camera footage and were able to uh, they were able to identify a company logo on the man's T-shirt. After speaking with the company, Campbell said wildlife officials were able to identify the man, and they went to his home in Appling, Georgia, May 19th. The man told officials that his dogs had brought the fawn into his yard and that he wanted to take care of it. it it's it's not uncommon for fawns to wander away from their mothers. We know this. Some fawns are a little more curious than others, but it is a fact that it is fucking illegal. To take them in as pets, okay? I don't care if you like it or not. It's fucking illegal, right? <laughs> That's why I'm not sparking up a doob right now. Because Kentucky, I can't buy the shit yet. You know? I'm not going to fucking whine about it. It's illegal. They said it's illegal. Is it right? Is it wrong? No. Do I like weed? Not at all. <laughs> but I'm just saying, okay? You know, it's a <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, they say it's fucking illegal. Don't do it. Uh-huh. Is sparking up a dude worth going to jail for? Is going into Walmart with a baby fucking deer worth going to jail for? No. Is it worth a fine? No. 
Campbell said that anyone who was in question about the well-being of a wild animal should call local wildlife authorities. So, uh, in other words, the police said, don't bother us with this bullshit. <laughs> call animal control, not the fucking police. That's, uh, yeah. So I guess, I mean, the whole situation is weird. Don't say, and then, you know, the whole article is the, and then this is from Glam, Glam, what? Glam, I can't even say it. Glamclooly.com. That's some good fucking marketing. Hey guys, let's have a website that nobody can spell. Bank refuses to pay ransom to hackers. Sends dick pics instead. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read that again because that gave me joy. Bank refuses to pay ransom to hackers. Sends dick pics instead. I love that. <laughs> I want to be in that bank. So, I run a website. That's Asylum817.com. Asylum817.com. Rolls off the tongue, nice and easy. I say it at the end of every podcast. And you know what? People send me letters, emails regularly, messages on Facebook, DMs, things through the podcast uh, platform that they listen to it on, asking me how to spell asylum. This happens on a regular fucking basis. I'm just telling you, pro tip, that's bad marketing. Uh, I mean, call it something else. I can't even read the fucking thing. And you know how I am with words. But, but still, I mean, this is this is terrible marketing, guys. You need to come up with a better name. I'm not sure if it would be enough for me to switch bank accounts, okay? But I have something of a sneaky uh, uh, respect for the Bank of Zambia. <laughs> Bleeping Computer reports that Zambia's central bank fell afoul of a ransomware attack orchestrated by the Hive ransomware gang earlier this month. In a press release, the Bank of Zambia reassured its customers, partners, and media that it had recovered from the attack. Well, that's good to know, but it's not that that impress it's it's not that that impresses me. Rather, it's the claims that the bank responded to messages from its extortionists by sending them dick pictures with the accompanying message. Oh boy, <laughs> suck this dick and stop locking bank networks. What? <laughs> it's hard to read this. Suck this dick and stop locking bank networks thinking that you'll monetize something, learn to monetize, get a real fucking job. <laughs> wow, this bank is savage. Can you imagine U.S. Bank doing this shit? <laughs> or Wells Fargo? <laughs> Whose dick is that? <laughs> Who drew the short straw at the bank? <laughs> it's like, hey, okay, no lying. Seriously, guys, who has the biggest dick here? Dale, put your hand down. Who has the biggest dick here? You know what I mean? According to Bloomberg, the Bank of Zambia's technical director, Greg Nafosu, decided it was capable of restoring its data itself without the assistance of its wannabe extortionists. Knowing that we had protected our core systems, it wasn't really necessary for us to engage in a random conversation, or any kind of conversation for that matter, he says. So we pretty much told them uh, where to get off and what to do. <laughs> wow. I want to I want to I want an account at this bank cuz it's obvious they're not going to put up with any shit. Are they protected under the uh uh <laughs> what is it the FDIC uh, that insures your money in the bank? Are they? Cuz if they are, I'm sorry US Bank, but I found a place way more badass than you. Send me a picture of Phil's dick. Uh, the guy that works at the local US Bank. If you send me a picture of Phil's penis, then I'll stay with you. But, you know, if Zambia is protected by the FDIC. I'm sorry, guys. I know I've been with you for a long time, but I'm leaving. So if any of you listen to this, I want a picture of Phil's dog. 
The guy at the window every day. I don't care if he's like in his 70s. I want to see that dick. <laughs> I can't say that with <laughs> Oh man, I have I have I have gone to that point. I really have. I have lost my fucking mind. I think it finally happened. Uh I'm going to get I'm going to get phone calls about that shit. This is from the southafrican.com. <laughs> Couple sells home to live on a what? Couple sells home to live on cruise ships. They say it's cheaper than mortgage. What fucking cruise ship are you going on? Oh, okay, uh, just cruising. Okay, okay. <laughs> get it? A little pun there. A couple have ditched mortgage payments to travel the world via cruise ships. It's not only cheaper, but a hell of a lot more fun. Uh, do they have something going here? Let's see. Maybe this is what me and Cassie do once these kids are finally the fuck out of this house. A married couple is living many people's dreams after deciding to ditch bond payments to go and rather live on cruise ships. The retired couple made the decision to cruise the world after realizing that it's a cheaper alternative to paying off their mortgage every month. Well, I'll be damned. Where the fuck are they paying their mortgage? Is it that bad? How many times have you dreamed of ditching all your bills and work responsibilities to live a peaceful life on the beach? Too many times that count, right? Yeah, no disclosure knows. One Seattle couple in their 50s is living the in their 50s, retired in their 50s. Wow. Okay, now I see why their mortgage is expensive. <laughs> uh, they live in Seattle. Housing market there is insane. They've retired in their 50s. Okay, maybe they were, yeah, maybe you're spending too much on the fucking mortgage. Maybe just throwing that out there. I'm looking at a picture of your house now, and I got to say, damn, damn. It looks like my entire apartment building had a baby, but that baby was bigger than the thing it came out of. Tore its ass to fucking pieces and was like, hello world, here I am. Enjoy my home. That's what it looks like. I don't know what I just fucking said there. I think I had like a mini stroke or something. But, I mean, maybe downgrade the house if the mortgage is too fucking expensive, huh? Wine taste, beer budget kind of thing. Where do you keep all your shit anyway? So, what, do you have a storage unit somewhere? Anyway, they wanted to live permanently on cruise ships. According to Business Insider, May 2021, Angeline and Richard Burke packed one suitcase each and have not looked back. We love to travel. We're searching for a way to continuously travel in our retirement that made financial sense. This after Angeline, who was a former accountant, realized that living from a cruise ship to cruise ship is cheaper than paying off a mortgage in their Seattle hometown, which costs around five grand a month and 60408 a year for property valued at around 984000 Well, that's your fucking problem. This is like, this is like using a fucking uh, Uzi to take out a fly. I mean, that's cool and everything that you're doing this, but that's the way you fucking think? I mean, don't you think that your house is maybe a little bit out of your fucking budget? Maybe sell that almost million-dollar home and downgrade a little bit? Your house is massive. But you say that paying your mortgage is too expensive, so instead of having a roof over your head, you're just going to live on cruise ships, living out of one suitcase for the rest of your fucking life? Really? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. Go you. That is badass. Living on cruise ships has cost a couple around 32 grand. This number includes the cost of entertainment, food, transportation, gratuity, port fees, and taxes. The couple, who are avid travelers, have been on a number of cruises so far and have also scored a number of discounts and loyalty points, which have helped them cut the cost of their living almost completely. Angeline has told Seven News that they don't see themselves living on land anytime in the near future. Uh, well, you guys, uh, 
<laughs> okay, I'm not going to say. I was going to say that joke. Well, I'm going to tell you what I was going to say. That uh, you guys are retired. There isn't going to... Uh, everything... <laughs> uh, I shouldn't... Oh, God, should I fucking say it? I'm going to get calls again from that, too. I'm going to say that near future is pretty much all you got at this point. <laughs> oh, fuck. I know. Yeah, it's an old joke. I'm getting there myself, okay? I'm only, like, a little over 10 years away from these people. We don't plan permanently to live on land in the future. Where else can you have your resort take you to different countries while relaxing by the pool or sleeping in a comfortable bed, she told CNN. That's fucking awesome, dude. Okay, now I got something to tell Cassie. Be like, hey, when... <laughs> When we retire, this is how we're going. This is this is how we're how we do. This is how we do right here. That's a damn good idea, people. But in all seriousness, really, I mean, your home is valued at almost a million dollars. So that's that's where you go to is like, hey, mortgage is too expensive. Let's go live on cruise ships for the rest of our lives. You guys are fucking badass. I love you people. Uh, me and Cassie are wanting to go on a cruise whenever the kids are finally out of this fucking house. And uh, maybe we'll run into you one day. Who knows? I'll uh, If I ever go on a cruise, I will look you up, okay? And I will personally tell you how awesome you are and shit. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's great, though. Uh, see, I have, a, I have a plan now. It's from Eurogamer.net. Warzone players find an XP glitch in King Kong's testicles. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Warzone players find an XP glitch in King Kong's testicles. Somebody rendered testicles on King Kong. I have to see this. Uh, that's just a fucking launch trailer. Uh, I want to see game footage. Oh. Did they actually give King Kong balls? That doesn't look like it. But it's a little blurry down there. I don't know. Call of Duty Warzone. Okay. Big Operation Monarch event. Which sees the invasion of uh, invasion of Caldera by King Kong and Godzilla. Has been, I know I said that on purpose. Has been a huge hit with players finding even more inventive ways to attack the great giant beast. So why not go after the fucking balls? A clip posted. That's what I would do if I was fighting King Kong. Where are the testicles? I know they're about the size of Volkswagen's. But, you know, they're very, they're very tender. They're very tender. You could graze nuts and knock somebody out. You know what I mean? I would go for the balls. <laughs> Even though each ball looks like it's the size of a fucking one-bedroom apartment. A clip posted on the Warzone subreddit shows a player flying a helicopter toward King Kong's giant balls, which is easier than said than done, as Kong tends to crush anyone that heads toward him. If you manage to get past Kong's attacks and reach his blind spots, that's what you're going to call it, you can earn a continuous stream of XP by what can only be described as grazing his balls with the helicopter blades. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's how you do it. Uh, that's awesome. The game has entered the alpha stage of development with a limited number of players testing it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I got to see this footage again. Okay. Wow, that looks like it's uh that's a difficult maneuver. So he's grazing King Kong's balls with the <laughs> blades of the helicopter. And apparently it's a really good way of farming XP. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Uh, I love this. Activision, don't fucking patch it. Don't. 
this is an opportunity for you to be cool. As a matter of fact, this is an opportunity for you to be even cooler. I want you to create a glowing aurora around the testicles, you know, to challenge people to do this. It looks like a pretty tricky maneuver. Uh, I don't know, make an achievement for it or something. Call it the, you know, ball crusher or Kong's dong or something. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's awesome. That is awesome. So, yeah, we have gaming news here. See, we learn things on No Disclosure, kids. If you're a gamer, King Kong's balls, helicopter blades, you want some XP? There you go. <laughs> that's, how does that happen? Is that some kind of glitch? Like that, that could not have been intentional. I know it's fucking Activision, but that that could not have been intentional. That's awesome. Like I said, now Activision has the ability to be the heroes here. You know, they have the ability to be really fucking cool and really do something with this. I would. Two-year-old, <laughs> CNN.com, two-year-old orders 31 cheeseburgers after mom leaves the phone unlocked. Parents with small children. Don't do that, okay? There was a kid that ordered a pallet of fucking ice cream just a few weeks ago. A Texas mother learned an important lesson about leaving her phone unlocked after her two-year-old son accidentally ordered 31 McDonald's cheeseburgers from DoorDash. Wow. On Monday, he was, how old was this kid? A two-year-old? Damn, two-year-old. You're using the shit out of some DoorDash. You're awesome. He wanted those burgers, and he's like, I'm fucking getting those burgers. Knew how to do it, executed the plan, success. That is a smart two-year-old. No shit. I mean, you need to enroll him in something. On Monday, Kelsey Golden, who works in media marketing for a school, was working on the school's annual yearbook on her computer at home. She was transferring photos from her phone to her computer when her two-year-old son, Barrett, started yanking on her phone. Golden explained that her son loves the camera feature, he likes to look at his reflection, she said. It's it's a camera. It's not a reflection. Instead of playing games or doing other... And you work at a school or doing other activities on her phone. But this time, Barrett didn't just stare at his... Why, why are we saying reflection? Why are we saying reflection? It's a camera. He starts pressing the screen, swinging it around like his arm is a roller coaster. Then Golden received a notification that her DoorDash order was taking longer than usual. I wonder why. Which was unusual because although she sometimes ordered DoorDash for her two older children's lunches at school, that morning she packed... She had packed their lunches. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're calling further to confusion when she told Golden that her children were indeed eating their packed lunches at school. No DoorDash today. She thought, well... Car pulls in, and I was like, what? So I went over to it. Wow, she did a little too late. She gets out a giant McDonald's bag and says, 31 cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> it dawned on me that Barrett was playing with my phone. Well, that's your fucking fault. I went back and looked at my phone, and an order was placed at the time that he was playing with the phone. I thought, oh, my God, he really did it. Accidental order was even more out of place because no one in their family even likes cheeseburgers. Including Garrett. Well, yeah, he's a little guy, so uh, I don't know. He had a mission. He had a goal. He accomplished that shit. So how much did this cost? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. $91.70. $91.70. In part because Barrett left a really generous 25% tip on top of all that. 
She said she had no idea that the mishap would go viral. On Friday, she and Barrett were invited to a meetup with McDonald's staff where her son was able to meet the company mascots, take photos, and enjoy some chicken nuggets. Because, yeah, let's fucking reward him for doing that, right? Golden hopes that her son's fluke order helps brighten people's days. I hope it spreads a little humor in a sad, dark world, she said. Thank you. That is what I'm doing it for. I appreciate you saying that because, uh, yeah, it's on a comedy podcast. You have succeeded. But, uh, yeah, uh, pro tip, just do not leave your fucking phone around. <laughs> your small toddler age kids, don't do it. A DoorDash is going to be showing up at your house with 31 fucking cheeseburgers, and no one's going to eat them. <laughs> pro tip number two, when you have a camera pointed at you and you have it switched to the uh, face camera, that's not a reflection, okay? A reflection is like when you look in a mirror or water or what have you. Uh, you're using a camera, and that's not how cameras work. So tell you know other people at the school that. So uh, we, you know we're not raising a generation of complete retards like uh, this current one. So let's do <laughs> your phone call number three. Uh, let's see SmithsonianMag.com. Smithsonian, how you doing? A new electronic nose may help sniff out counterfeit whiskey. Dude, whoa. Whoa. Researchers at the University of Technology, Sydney in Australia, developed N-O-S-E. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Actually, it's N-O-S dot E. <laughs> That's cool. A device that can detect differences among whiskeys by sniffy, sniffy. Experienced whiskey drinkers believe they can taste and smell the difference between top-shelf spirits and cheap imitation bullshit. But even the most sophisticated connoisseurs can still fall prey to fraud, which is becoming a growing problem for the whiskey industry. I did not know that. Researchers at the University of Technology, Cindy. Sydney? Why do I say that wrong? Sydney. Shit. I swear, I, maybe I did have a fucking stroke. God damn it. UTS. Can we just call it UTS? And Australia hope to change all that with the development of an electronic nose that can identify different whiskey styles, brands, and origins by smelling the shit. <laughs> per a paper published on April 1st in the journal. Uh, 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 uh. yeah, April 1st? Okay. 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 No, no, I'm going with you here because I see the device. I know it's real. I'm just saying. If you're going to release shit like this, don't do it on April 1st. The device called NOS.E was able to identify differences between three blended malt whiskeys and three single malt whiskeys made by John Awaka, Ardbeg, Chavez Regal, and McCullough in less than four minutes. The prototype was 100% accurate on the region, 96.15% accurate on the brand name, and 92.31% accurate on the style of the six whiskeys it tested at the CEBIT Australia Trade Show in 2019. How am I able to rattle that off? And I've been stuttering the whole fucking episode. Huh? And I can't say the word Sydney, but I can do that? What I just did? Uh, life is awesome. Scientists confirmed the technology's findings using time-of-flight mass spectrometry. See what I mean? See what I mean? Time-of-flight mass spectrometry. I can say that, but I can't say Sydney. And two-dimensional gas chromatography, both of which are time-consuming chemical tests, must be performed in a laboratory by a trained professional. Nose, on the other hand, is quick and relatively inexpensive, the researchers write in the paper. It looks like an old IBM ThinkPad <laughs> with a tube on it. That's it. And it's hooked up to what looks like an old radio with an antenna and shit. But that's amazing. I didn't know that that was a thing in the uh, liquid courage industry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess I could see why it would be a big deal. Whiskey is not cheap. 
and uh, the cheap imitation copies and, you know, shit like that. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's uh, pretty cool. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. I love techie shit like that. Uh, satisfies my inner nerd. This is from the New Arab. Iraqi University expels a student for beheading a pigeon on campus. Oh, shit. Beheaded a pigeon on campus. They expel a student. Iraqi University. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I get it. But let's look at the big picture here. What did the pigeon do? You know? I see those shady motherfuckers all the time. Sitting up there on the poles, shitting on your cars. That's fine. That's what pigeon do. You know what I mean? But, man, you ever just look at one and just kind of... You know how sometimes you can look into a person's eyes, especially if their face is really expressive. If it's one of those people that can't really hide the expression on their face, you always know that they're kind of up to something. Have you ever looked at a pigeon with that a level of scrutiny? I mean, just have you ever done it? I mean, really, really just stared at the face of a pigeon and thought, and just wondered what it was thinking, you know, its body language. Really study it. Shady motherfuckers. They're planning something. I know this. I, I know it. They are planning some. I'm talking like world dominating, that kind of plan. So the, I'm wondering what the pigeon did. Is this one of the operatives? Did he take down an officer? I don't know. We'll find out. An animal abusing student in Iraq was expelled from his university for beheading a pigeon on campus. Is he related to Ozzy? A disturbing video of the student at Al, not even going to pronounce that, University College in the province of Babylon. I can say that. Luring a pigeon with food and then cutting its fucking head off, throwing its body into the campus garden, made rounds in recent days on social media. His display of animal cruelty sparked outrage and demands that the university punishes him. I know they're not going to tell us what the pigeon did because those are some scheming-ass motherfuckers. I mean, yeah, you should be expelled for being cruel to animals. That's not, no, there are better ways. There are better ways to handle what the pigeons are planning. Because, you know, you're showing young kids, you're showing people out there that animal abuse is okay, or at least that you think it's okay, and it's not. No, you treat animals kindly, period. Treat them with fucking respect. Even if it's an animal, they'll eat your ass for lunch with a smile on its face. Treat it with respect. Be kind to animals. There's nothing more disturbing to me than a person who is cruel to fucking animals. That bothers the shit out of me. That's a sign of someone who is deeply fucking disturbed. But, I'm going to say but, okay? There are better ways to handle what these pigeons are fucking planning. Because I have looked at a pigeon with that level of scrutiny before. You have not. I know that they're planning something. I'm talking worldwide here. World fucking wide. And it's about ready to hit. I've tried to speak to the Don of the Pigeons. Ironically, his name is Don Vito, and he won't tell me shit. Just keeps bobbing his head, and that's all he does. I know he speaks English because he's got that shady fucking look in his eye, and then he looks at the other pigeons like, get this motherfucker out of here. You know what I mean? There are better ways to handle it. Pigeons have lawyers. Most pigeons are pretty dis... I'm serious. You think I'm joking, but most pigeons are pretty decent people. They are. Pigeons are decent people. But you just have a majority of them. I'll say it. And I'm not trying to be racist here. I'm not trying to be political or anything like that. I know we don't do that on this show. But uh, pigeons, by and large, not by and large, I'm going to say, I'm going to say pigeons are decent people, but a large majority of them. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I don't know if it's because of their history. I don't know if it's because the most recent president they've elected. But uh, most pigeons now are, are uh, they're into some pretty violent shit. 
but they have a justice system just like we do. Contact one of their lawyers. Do it right. Don't fucking behead them. You're just going to make the situation worse. <sighs> you need to go through due process. Show them that you're the bigger man, okay? This is from rawstory.com. <laughs> Somebody's going to commit me somewhere. Uh, Army captain keeps retirement after motorboating a subordinate at a promotion ceremony. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing a picture of him. Um, I don't know if I want to be motorboated by that guy. Eh, I don't know. Wouldn't mind. The Louisiana National Guard allowed an officer to retire with benefits. Great. After he fucking motorboated a subordinate. A subordinate, mind you. Former Louisiana National Guard officer. Why? It's because he's a fucking officer. If it was a staff sergeant that did that shit, he would have fired his ass. Dishonorable discharge, no pension. I'm telling you, that's how it goes, right? Was allowed to retire. Can't fucking believe it. Billy Joe Crosby Jr., captain. Logistics officer who was overseas with the 256th Infantry Brigade Brigade Combat Team, see what I mean, during its recent deployment, was initially charged with abusive sexual contact and conduct unbecoming an officer, according to court records obtained by the Army Times. He was allowed to retire with benefits. What about the woman that he fucking did this? Wow, that's a good motorboating. He's had a lot of practice. Can I see that? I really wish I could see that in slow motion. Those titties are going blah, 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 blah. But anyway, this is not cool. All jokes aside, this is not cool. So what is she going to get? Huh? Huh? He puts his face between her tits, shakes his head back and forth while making sounds resembling... You know what a fucking motorboat is. You know what it is. But uh, what is she going to get out of this? You know? What's going to happen to the office? This is fucked up. You're showing her that the, even the military has no fucking justice. See? That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. You know damn well that if this was a peon, it would have been game over. Ah, uh, stupid. Let's do... Mm, let's do one more. Uh, okay, here we go. Florence Coffee Bar customer calls police over the price of espresso. <laughs> police don't like responding to this shit. Uh, okay, let's find out anyway. Coffee bar fined 1,000 pounds. Fined. They were fined? After a man complained the police price was not displayed behind the counter. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, this is something different than what I thought. A coffee bar in Florence has been fined 1,000 pounds. Oh, this is euro. Sorry. Pounds would be 846. After a customer got steamed up over the price of humble cup of espresso, the customer called the police after being charged $1.70 roughly for his coffee, a decaffeinated one at that, at Dida in the center of the Tuscan city. I'm not going to pronounce that. The man complained that the price was not displayed on a menu behind the counter. If uh, th This was the error that landed the bar, which is celebrated for its coffee making and it won several competitions and some deep shit. Francesco Sanapo. I fucking love your name, dude. Francesco Sanapo. That name is badass. Ironically, that's the name of one of the pigeon hitmen that they sent after me after the meeting. Again, not taking my, you know, justice out on him. They, you know, they got lawyers, due process, all that shit. Even if they send a hitman after you, you know, you got to show them that you're the better man. So anyway, they, <laughs> they find him. Okay, I was going to say, this is just a normal fucking article. I am not going to read it. But the reason I clicked on it was because, you know, how much cops just hate, you know, <laughs> they hate responding to that shit. 
uh, I know this is a different country, but there are places like that, like the Better Business Bureau, shit like that, that you can report these shady business practices to. But uh, apparently the cops actually responded this time <laughs> and find <laughs> find the uh, coffee bar. That's crazy, man. You guys got to quit that shit. Display your prices because you guys, I'm looking at all your accolades here. You have won some serious awards. You guys are the real deal. Don't let stupid shit like this shut you down. Don't do it. Because if you do, you're going to have an empty lot, right? It's just going to be an empty building that used to be an awesome coffee shop. This is where the pigeons congregate. This is where they meet, man. And you don't want like a lot of empty buildings out there. We need to rebuild our economies. We need to get these empty buildings filled. Where do you, where the fuck do you think the pigeons are meeting? In trees? <laughs> don't be crazy. So that's it for that's it for this week. <laughs> and remember to go on asylum817.com. That's asylum817.com for all things no disclosure related. All the social media links are there as well as the link to get to our Patreon page where you can get everything from outtakes, entire bonus episodes, and early access to shows before I unleash them on the world, as well as free merch and other goodies at certain tiers. Speaking of Patreon, shout out to the patrons, the Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Michelle, Donald, David, Kristen, you guys keep this thing going. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, okay? Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. I see you out there. I see you out there, bird. I know you're not a pigeon, but you are a bird, yes? Female cardinal. Yeah, looking at me like that. I know. I'm on to you. So what, they sent a, a fucking spy? Oh, I'm just a cardinal. I'm just a cardinal. Bullshit! Need to know it's the basis here. No disclosure, business miss. Confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Nothing has a right to throw. Fellow human beings, fellow podcast listeners, fellow just anybody, lend me your orifices. No, that is not what I'm talking about. I, I got plenty of that at home. I want to let you know that I am selling ad space on the show. You hear my voice right now? Do you hear that? This could be you, or this could be me talking about you. Yeah, check out in the description from this podcast going forward. I'm selling ad space on the show. You want to talk about your brand? Huh? You want to talk about your YouTube channel, your Etsy page? Do you make handmade glass dildos in your basement? Right here, you can advertise on No Disclosure. Check out the Fiverr link in the description below. It's going to be attached to every episode going forward. This could be you. So instead of just listening to me all the time, or if you want to hear about yourself, because everybody likes that, then uh, check me out on Fiverr. A little as five bucks. Then, uh, you know, you could make a script on the show. We'll advertise your brand. Whatever this is it. You know, advertise on podcast, man. This is the way to go. I'm here to take down fucking radio. Okay? I'm here to slay it. Why don't you be a part of that? But I get it. You run a small business, you know, it, the, the things are expensive. It's expensive to manufacture, expensive to buy. You got to pay the bills. And I know you're doing more than just blowing glass down there. So put an ad on No Disclosure. Check out the Fiverr link below. Advertise yourself. Be fancy with me and let's create something awesome together. Back to the program, baby.